<laughs> what is up, you sexy bitches? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Soda Splasher Brand. I am Brandon Ward, and it is so good to be here. It's so nice to be back. This week, surprise, I'm by myself. I just got back from a few relaxing days in P-Town and decided to do one more episode by myself before we are joined with some wonderful guests next week. But like I said, that is next week. So just sit tight and fucking listen to this episode, okay? I truly cannot believe we are in August right now. This year, when we were told that we were going to be locked away in March, literally for the rest of our lives, I was like, okay, well, 2020 is going to go by so slow. No, the exact opposite has happened, and this year is going by so fucking fast. Like, how is it already August 6th today? This is absolutely ridiculous. The summer has blinked and it's like, it's more than halfway done. The weather, like we, we don't even have, I'm literally rambling, but we don't have any more sunsets after 8 p.m. until May 16th of 2021. How absurd is that? Okay, but this episode is not going to be negative. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. Sit back, relax, and here is episode seven. All right, so like I literally just said, we are already in August and I can't believe this year is going by so fast. So when I was looking back on the year so far a couple days ago, I was talking to my friends about things that had happened, you know, pre-pandemic and when we were allowed to have a good time, go out, have fun, kiki, the whole thing. And then someone brought up the time that my father got a phone call from some scammers. And I truly forgot this happened because the 2020 has been the most fucked up year ever. But the story I am about to tell is a PSA for everybody, everybody's grandmother, everybody's grandfather, everybody's parents. And I st- I literally truly cannot believe this still happened to me. Now, let me back up. Pre-pandemic, I used to go out every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's literally, that's not me bragging. That's actually kind of gross. This is just me telling you this because in context, it will make sense in a little bit. So March 6th, I just checked my phone to see what day it was. Picture this. I am sitting at our WeWork where I work. I'm, it's 1230 on a Friday. I'm having a great time. I'm gossiping with Hannah. We're, We're just enjoying our lunch, have 30 minutes left. I get a text from my father. And the text said, are you out yet? And I was like, am I out yet? Like, obviously, you know, it's Friday at 1230. What do you mean? Am I out yet? Like, it's, it's, we're doing year-end clothes right now. There's no way I'm out yet on a Friday at 1230. I go, no, I'm eating lunch. Why? What's up? And he goes, so you're telling me that you're not sitting in the Suffolk County Jail right now? And I was like, hold up. What? So now I have to get him on the phone. Now I'm freaking out. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I have no fucking clue what is happening. So I'm like, Hannah, hold up one second. I'm getting the weirdest text from my dad. I get up, I go over into the hallway and I call him. And when, you know, when your parents are super annoyed with you and you give them a call and you can tell immediately that they're about ready to start yelling at you or they're just like ticked off. That is the voice I got on the other end of the phone. I I go, what do you mean? Am I out yet? And my dad will always do this thing where if he's annoyed with you, he'll repeat back what you just said, but in a question form. He said, what do you mean? What do I mean? Are you out yet? And I said, I know it's 1230 on a Friday. I'm still at work. I'm working right now. I'm just eating lunch. What's going on? He goes, so you're telling me right now that you are not in the Suffolk County Jail awaiting your trial because you got into a DUI last night and hit a pregnant woman? And now my mind is, I'm like, holy fuck, what the fuck is going on? So the reason why the Thursday through Sunday thing comes in handy, because for one time in my social life, I did not go out on a Thursday night. 
and I sent a Snapchat to prove it to a bunch of different people. At 11.30, I was like, I am literally in bed on a Thursday night. This is so not like me. So I was like, uh, no, dad. Well, I call him Papa. I was like, no, Papa. I literally was not out. I have photo evidence to prove it. I was in bed. My car is in front of my house right now. What the fuck is going on? So now I'm freaking him out because he's like, holy shit, I definitely just got scammed. I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. What is happening? You need to tell me because I... I'm just lost now. And he was like, okay, so here's the story. He's like, you're really not shitting me right now. I was like, I'm not shitting you. I have my cell phone. I literally am at work. You can talk to, I can put you on the phone with my boss if you want. And he was like, okay, no. So this is, this is the situation. Well, let me actually back up for a second. The one rule growing up in my house was when you got your license, if you ever were to get a DUI, there is no help from my parents whatsoever. You fucked up, you got into some trouble, and you have to deal with this because it was your decision to get behind the wheel. So that That was the number one rule when my brother and I got our license. So at this point, I'm like, hmm, I'm a little bit confused because that was the number one rule, yet he's still trying to, you know, out here helping me out with such a dad. So then he tells me the story. Go backwards to Thursday night. I'm sleeping because I didn't go out like a good saint that I am. My my grandmother, actually, I got to give you a little bit more context. My grandmother lives in Florida during the winter and then goes up to our lake house in Maine during the summer. My mother is visiting my grandmother in Florida for a four-week little vacation. Must be nice, right? So my mom's side of the family has dealt with a lot. And that's all I'm going to say. Just a lot of stuff has gone on on my mom's side of the family. So my grandmother is used to kind of being a little bit rough around the edges and hard when it comes to difficult things to deal with. So my grandmother gets a phone call at two o'clock in the morning from somebody pretending to be me. They were like, hi, Nana, which is what I call my grandmother. It's Brandon. And my grandmother's like, first of all, I'm apparently bawling my eyes out on the phone. I can't breathe because I'm literally hysterically crying. My grandmother was like, Brandon, that's, this doesn't sound like you. I don't think it's you. And I, me, apparently was like, no, 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 it is me. My nose is smashed. I split my lip open. I got behind the wheel. I was drinking and driving with my roommate, who was, a, I said, I got in the, the car with my roommate, who then later turned out to be a girl, which is true because I do have a roommate, Gina, who is a girl. So apparently I got behind the wheel, I was driving too fast, and I smashed and rear-ended a woman who was pregnant. And my grandmother was like, Brandon, what the fuck is going on? Like this, you it doesn't sound like you, but I, let me please help you. So then I said, can you please speak to my attorney? And I handed over the phone. I gotta say one thing. Obviously, when I say I, it really isn't me. This is somebody else. So I hand the phone over to my attorney, quote unquote, and he was like, hi, I know you're Brandon's grandmother. He did not feel comfortable speaking to his dad because he knows that his dad would be super upset with him. True. And he wanted to talk to you. So the bail is going to be $10,000. We're going to need the $10,000 wired to us to get him out of jail. And my grandmother's like, listen, this doesn't sound like a me issue. This sounds like a Doug issue, my father. So here's Doug's phone number. You have to call him and you have to get him on the phone right now. So now these people call my father. Well, I call my dad with my attorney and my dad wakes up and he's like, what's going on? And my me, I'm like, oh, I just rear-ended a pregnant woman. And right now my bail is at $10,000, but I think it's going to go up because she was pregnant and they think she's going to lose a child. And if she loses a child, I'm going to be charged with vehicular homicide as well as my DUI. 
So now my dad, who's in his 50s, is about ready to have a heart attack, freaking the fuck out. All he knows is I'm apparently being held at Suffolk County Jail. I have a $10,000 bond on me, and he needs to pay to get me out. So before I tell the rest of the story, I know the comments that are going to come in, because every time I tell the story, everybody makes the same comment. You should have known not to pay the money. Your dad should have never paid the money. Well, guess what, bitch? When you fucking have a kid, and you get a phone call saying this is what's happening, you tell me what you're going to fucking do. So no more fucking comments about uh, you would have done it differently because you know what bitch you wouldn't have okay so okay oh, wow that was a little angie a little got a little feisty so my dad is on the phone with the guy and he's like listen i'm not paying the ten thousand dollars that this bill needs to come down so they eventually somehow and i still don't know where this comes into play but they got the bill down to two thousand dollars and they were like okay you need to go to Western Union and you need to get a money order because the money order has to be paid to this routing number and then we'll take care of it from there. So now it's like six in the morning that this is this had been going on back and forth for a little bit. So now it's like six, seven in the morning. My dad goes to the bank as soon as they or as soon as Western Union opens, he goes and he's like, I need two thousand dollars right now. So they wire the two thousand dollars over to this this a fake account or whoever it was. And then my attorney calls my dad and he's like, yes, we just got the $2,000. However, Brandon is not going to be released anytime soon because the unfortunately, the child passed away and now his bail is going to go up to at least like ten dollars to $15,000, $20,000. So first of all, how fucked up that somebody's out here killing off kids that aren't even born yet, that not even aren't even born yet, don't even fucking exist. Like disgusting, disgusting. Second of all, my dad's like, okay, this is just getting out of control. So my dad's like, I'm coming down to Suffolk County Jail. And they're like, no, you can't come down to Suffolk County Jail because there's no visitors. You won't be able to see him. He is going into court first thing this morning. And my dad's like, well, why don't I just call him on his phone? And my grandmother said the same thing. Like, why aren't you calling me from your phone? And I said, since I was at the police station, the police apparently took my phone and I wasn't allowed to use my own phone. I could only write down two numbers and I chose my grandmother's number and that was it. So flash forward now, I'm on the phone realizing what's going on. Meanwhile, my so going back to the work aspect of that, now I find the whole this whole story out. My dad's like, holy shit, one second. I need to call the police to see what, I need to call the police myself and let them know what's going on. So he goes down to the Peabody Public uh, or the Peabody Police Station. I'm at work and I'm like, all right, I got to call my grandmother, let her know that this is a bunch of shit. So I call my grandmother. She doesn't answer the phone. Meanwhile, my mom has no clue what is going on. They, my father and my grandmother decide to keep this from my mother until she woke up and we figured out what was actually going on. So my grandmother doesn't answer. Then I call my mother to see. And at this point, I don't know that my mother doesn't know. So I call my mother and she's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, um, can I talk to Nana real quick? And she's like, sure. So my Nana gets on the phone and my mom is standing right next to her. And I'm like, hi, um, what is going on? Because I just heard the story from my dad. I just want to let you know none of it's true. And my grandmother, the good acting skill she has, she goes, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, what's going on? And then two seconds later, I hear her go, Debbie, can you actually do me a favor? Can you run outside and go get this for me? And I knew that was her way to get my mother out of the room. So that way she could, she could tell my story. So my mother leaves and she goes, she's whispering into the phone now, like a true badass. And she goes, Brandon, this is the story. I'm going to tell you what actually happened. She's like, I got a phone call at this time in the morning. The guy was crying. It's the same story I just told. I was like, holy shit, this is completely false. I was home all night. None of this is true. 
So then my nan is like, okay, you need to get in touch with your dad. I'm like, I got in touch with my dad. Unfortunately, he paid the $2,000. There's nothing he can do. So then I call my dad back and he's like, I'm on my way to the PBD police station because they want me to give a statement. So then I'm like, okay, I'm freaking out. I, I go and tell my boss the story of what's going on. And she's like, holy shit, the same thing happened to my husband's, my husband's mother because these same scammers called her and said that her grandson, same exact story, the baby, the death, the vehicular homicide, the whole nine yards. So then my dad goes down to PVD police station and they literally laugh at him. They're like, you're such a dumbass. You should have never paid this. You should have called us first to see what was going on. But right before my dad went into the police station, the people called my dad and they were like, hey, just so you know, the bail is actually 100% going up. And my dad said, Really, at this point, he knows what's going on. He goes, really, Brandon's Brandon's bail is going up because I actually just talked to Brandon on the phone and I'm sitting in front of the police station about ready to go file a report. And they immediately hung up because they knew that, not that they were going to get caught because these people are legit pros at this, but they knew that the scam was over. They weren't going to get any more money. They walked away with 2K and they wiped their hands clean and they were done. So after this whole thing ends, I'm on the phone with my dad and he was like, I honestly thought I was going to have a heart attack because the whole time I just was envisioning your life being completely ruined. And now at this point, I'm like, holy shit, like my life, if this was real, my life would have been ruined. He said that he thought he was going to go down to the police station and that he was going to be picking me up and take me home and have no idea where my life was going to go after this because I wouldn't have the job. Nobody would be able to hire me. I definitely would have been fired. And it was just the whole thing was so fucking scary and nerve wracking. I felt sick. Listen, I am, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I've never felt that sick to my stomach. The fact that somebody was pretending to be me to steal from my family, like, isn't that disgusting? So the reason why I tell this story is, a PSA to people because when my dad was down at the police station, he said this happens all the time. There was a woman that was in there. She was in her 70s the week before my dad was there and she paid $25,000 to get her grandson out of jail when her grandson was just like me, wasn't even in jail and was working the whole day. So that story I completely forgot about until someone brought it up to me the other day. They were like, remember when you got that fake DUI? And I was like, the fake DUI? Like, no. And then I was like, oh shit, I do remember this story. So yes, guys, 2020 really is the most (laughs) fucked up year ever so if you ever get a phone call or your parents get a phone call or someone gets a call saying that you're in jail when in reality you're working and doing your little numbers and doing your excel spreadsheets tell them to go fuck themselves and to go fuck off all right moving on yesterday i was talking to will and gina and we were talking about how excited we used to get for school supplies so i asked instagram if buying school supplies may not made you gay, but if that was a sign that you were gay, because I used to get so excited around this time of year, knowing that we were we had to go back to school shopping. I used to walk into Staples and legit get hard thinking about the notebooks I was going to get, the nice pens that I was going to get, the folders. I was always a notebook person and not a binder person. I hated hated, hated binders. There's two different types of people. You either loved the binders and didn't do the notebooks or you got the notebooks and the folders and didn't do the binders. But that's not what I want to talk about. So we, it got us thinking and I was like, you know, what were the signs that w- made it clear that I was gay? So 
I asked Instagram, what signs, what was the telltale sign that you were gay? So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start with what, how I knew I was gay and how my parents knew I was gay. It's interesting because when I came out to my parents, my dad told me that I, I was never even in the closet to him. I was just like always myself. And he always knew that, you know, the outcome was going to be, I like men, which surprise, I like men. My mom said the same thing. So when I was growing up, I was a spice girl. I was baby spice. I would, I used to put pairs of pants on my head and then I would use each like pant leg as a ponytail. So I would have the double ponytails. I would wear my grandmother's high heels. I would sing all of the Spice Girl song. I would put on concerts for my parents and my brother. At first, okay, I was literally, that was probably like 1996. So I was like um, four, between like four and six. So my parents were like, um, I think everything here screams gay. Yeah, they're they're correct. And then the like the more and more I the older I started to get, I started doing more things that re- I realized I was gay. Like this one came up a lot on Instagram when you're walking down when you went to the mall with your mom or your dad or whoever, and you're in Macy's and you're going down the aisle with the underwear. I, this is literally every single meme, but it's so fucking true. You would go up to the packages of underwear and you'd be like, does this guy have a big dick? That he has nice abs? He has like, it looks like he has a nice package. Meanwhile, when I grow up, I knew that most of these people are stuffing their packages for the photo shoot, but I, that's when you knew you were gay. You were like, these people on these packages are so fucking hot. That was like early middle school when I started doing that. And then in 2006, <laughs> High School Musical came out, and I was like, holy fucking shit, Zac Efron's armpits are so fucking hot. I used to sit there in eighth grade and dream of Zac Efron's armpits. They were so beautiful. I was like, oh my God, I think I have a crush on him. I definitely like him. And yeah, that's true. And then when I was a freshman in high school, I saw the Leave-In music video by Jesse McCarty. And I was like, I'm going to marry that guy one day. He's so fucking hot. He's, I just want to like kiss him, make out with him. I want, I want to do everything with him. Flash forward now, he's literally not my type anymore. Um, but back then I was like, oh shit, I think I'm not, I think I know I'm gay. And then in high school, I was the chorus kid. I did chorus all throughout middle school, all throughout high school. And then I ended up doing theater shows at the end of high school. So boom, that's how everyone knew I was gay. So let's get into the Instagram comments that I received when I asked this question. So the question was, all signs that pointed towards hashtag gay. I'm not going to use anybody's name except for one person who gave me permission. Um, But one of them said, you know what? Let's just talk about Will first. Will said his Pocahontas windbreaker. So when I was reading these, I looked at him and I said, you had a a Pocahontas windbreaker? And he's like, no, it's even worse. It was my sister's. And I used to ask if I could wear all the time because I was legit fucking obsessed with it. And his parents were like, okay, well, if Will's asking to wear the windbreaker, the Pocahontas windbreaker, I think our son's gay. And lo and behold, Will... You're gay. Will's gay. Um, other people said cross legs, which is so true. Gay. The meme that says gays don't know how to sit. It, that literally couldn't be any more true. I cross my legs all the time. Walking on tiptoes. So true. I used to walk around on my tiptoes all the time, pretending I was wearing high heels when I because I didn't have a pair if we weren't at my grandmother's. The same person says memorizing choreo to High School Musical. When I read this, I legit screamed because the Zac Efron's armpits are really what started this 
little segment that I'm doing right now. So when I read the high school musical choreo, I went ballistic. And then when I read this out loud to my roommates, we started listening to the high school musical soundtrack, which fucking slaps actually, if you want to go back and listen, listen to it. Someone said sleepovers in elementary and middle school, literally so true. I used to have sleepovers with people that I, that just lived in my neighborhood. And I used to be like, oh my God, like he's kind of hot. And then I'd be like, wait a second, but they're all talking about Ashley. And I'm over here talking about Mike And yeah, so then that was also a telltale sign. This one might be my favorite, jerking off to the male side of the Abercrombie bag, (laughs) which um, I think everyone is guilty of. I remember, I don't know why I remember this so distinctly, but when I was a freshman in high school, my English teacher, nope, it was my history teacher, told us a story of when she was younger, she used to advocate for like, uh, I don't even know what it was, but she said that the Abercrombie and Fitch spring, summer, September, spring, summer, issues would always have male nudity in them so then of course me being a freshman in high school and you know gay but didn't admit it or didn't come out I immediately had to go home and google little did I know that back in the day the Abercrombie and Fitch and the ads that they used to put out there used to be a circle jerk in one of the in one of the pictures there used to be naked men ramping around everywhere running around having a good old time so yes I truly relate to the jerking off to the male side of the Abercrombie bag because those guys were fucking hot. And if you were jerking off and if if you had any scent of fierce on the bag, it just like amplified how you felt about that model. Someone someone said being alive, true, retweet. Um, Spending lots of time in the underwear aisle, yep, did that. Ryan Atwood. So I gotta be honest here, I've never watched the OC. I even had to Google who Ryan Atwood was, but so hot, yes. Playing tag as a kid and always having the cute boy somehow fall on top of you. Mm, sounds familiar because that was written in by bottom when I sucked my neighbor's dick. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, I think that's also a sign of um, you being gay, being overly into Brittany, Christina, Mandy and S Club 7. S Club 7 used to be my shit. So I feel that one. I 100% feel that one. Having no interest in kissing or being with women. Well, I think that's also a telltale sign as a male that you're definitely gay. Um, Because I never had any of that interest either, but still did it for a little bit. Why? Who even knows? But kudos to you for never even like pursuing any of that. Getting a boner, feeding my middle school friends dumplings. Oh, that's so sexual. So cute. You had a little crush on your friends when you were feeding them. Um, When it was Hot Wheels or Barbies for Happy Meal toys and my mom got me the Barbie. My parents never did that, but I, growing up, was always like, but I want the, like, girl toy, and they were probably like, we know you want the girl toy, but we're gonna give you the boy toy just for today. Although, one time I did get my way when one of the McDonald's toys was Hit Clips, and I chose Britney Spears, lo and behold, over everybody else that was there, Britney Spears and Faith Hill, so that was also a sign that I was gay. Long story short, a lot of people said that their number one thing to realize they were gay was the underwear section at Target and Macy's, wherever you used to go, and you used to see that hot Calvin Klein bulge, and you just wish that that was your boyfriend. You're like, one day I'm going to grow up in this hot torso man. Actually, you know what? (laughs) Now that I think about it, it all comes full circle, because a bunch of people are sitting there on Grindr with just a torso or like that type of, you know chest and little bulge action going on. So maybe that's where they get their inspiration, these like headless men on Grinder. But 
Growing up, you used to be like, one day I'm going to marry this hot-ass man on the Calvin Klein bulge. He has this nice dick. I can just picture it. He's going to be my man growing up. And then the older you get, that fantasy turned into banging one of the Abercrombie models, which then turned into a fantasy of whatever you wanted to do when you realized you had sexual freedom and could do whatever the fuck you wanted once you came out of the closet or not even coming out of the closet, once you just got older and had freedom over doing whatever you wanted to do. Oh, but being gay is literally just the best. I say it all the time. I literally wouldn't trade it for the world. I Just being a gay man is just truly heaven on earth. Do you ever get sick of Starbucks this, having the same thing over and over and over again? And don't even get me started on that burnt coffee water that people call Dunkin' Donuts. And you're like, oh, I really want, st- I just need like an afternoon coffee or a morning coffee, but I'm sick of going to the same place. Well, this week's recommendation of the week is brought to you by Rain Drink Lab here in Dorchester. It's a Vietnamese coffee company and they have some of the best coffee I've had in a long time. Will and I have been going on a pretty consistent basis over the last couple weeks and I literally can't get enough. They have a reward system where if you go 10 times, you get your next coffee for free and you can call ahead. You can order in the people that make the coffee there. The baristas are just unbelievable. So again, that is Rain R-E-I-G-N, Drink Lab, here in Dorchester. It's on .av. Go get it. Don't miss out. You will become addicted like I have, and you will get all the reward system points that you could dream of. Once again, it is Rain Drink Lab, people. Well, that is going to bring us to the end of episode seven. Thank you so much for listening. I'm having so much fun doing this. Um, I'm getting a lot of different ideas recently for different episode stuff. I'm enjoying writing on Instagram and seeing what people want to hear and having people kind of like give me little tidbits of their life and stuff. Next week, I still plan on having Jeff and Joe here. We will see how that shakes out depending on people's schedules. I know things are getting a little hectic around the end of the summer. Next week, I have one of my really good friends from Atlanta flying in. So we'll see what's going to happen. Next week, though, we will have a new episode I just am unsure whether it's going to be the nine that we're supposed to release or it's just going to be one. But needless to say, your ears will be blessed by my beautiful fucking voice. All right. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Continue to wear the fucking mask because I'm sick of seeing the fucking cases go up in Massachusetts. And until next time, bitches, we'll see you next time on Vodka Soda Splash of Brand.